0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Coop de Villa channel. I'm Scott Coover, and I'm here with Noah Fisher to review Wolverhampton Wanderers against Aston Villa. Bad result again. Seems like the wheels are falling off. Is this Europe gone for us? We'll have to wait and see, but three games to go. We can still finish strong, and we will be bringing you all of that after this. Okay, so we were at the Molyneux, we were coming off a defeat to Man United, and we were trying to get three points now to uh, keep that European dream alive, but it wasn't to be 1-0 uh, defeat to Wolves, um, and it was um frustrating match in many ways, I, I, you know, I came away from this game with my sort of, my feeling, my initial feeling was, um, we've played worse than this this season and won games, but... Again, it just feels like the team's a little tired, a little um, a little stale, Um, and, you know, yeah, we're just running out of legs a bit. What were your thoughts? I mean, literally exactly
1: that. It kind of looks like end of season jitters. Yeah. Um, yeah, everyone seems a bit tired, a bit exhausted. Um, I don't know. I really thought coming to the back end of the season, we've had a really good final bit of energy trying to get this European spot, but it kind of seems like, kind of on the beach now. I don't know. Mm. Kind of just the way it kind of looks. But I think the Brighton result overnight here would surely give them a little bit of bit of life because that conference league spots anyone's like anyone's now still. So yeah, I'm a bit disappointed. As you say, I think we played worse against Fulham and got a one-nil win. Um yeah. Well I thought when Buendia's shot was goal bound, the one that oh. um just saved. So fair play that was a good save. But we really didn't offer much else that I can really think of. Like it was just kind of a, of a stalemate for us.
0: Well, um I think the the three big chances for us was the Buendia one with the great save that you just mentioned. Um the Ollie Watkins header, um, which three or four weeks ago he he just scores that. But at the moment, you know, it it goes straight to the keeper. He gets really good connection, but he is like six yards out right in front of goal. He should be scoring there. Um, and the other one was the Tyra Ming's chance from the free kick from oh, Dougie yeah. Louise that, that was a really a gimme and probably not the guy we want on the end of it, but, um, you know, it was on his left peg and, you know, he just gave it too much and put it over the bar. Unfortunately, um, um, the goal really can cons- really, uh, annoyed me. Um, be- not just because it was a, a set piece, you know, and you never want to concede like that, but, there was all the pushing and the shoving before. it I remember there was a stoppage in play. McGinn was getting involved with I think it was Collins from no, Dor- um, Dawson. 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 Yeah, Dawson that's right. And um, there was all this focus on Dawson like and then we got Jacob Ramsey on um, uh, Totty, I think it is his name uh, the right back from um, Wolverhampton Wanderers, and he's a big fella himself. Um, so I'm not really sure what happened there but um he got out muscled way too easily and um you know, free header, good header, you gotta say. Um took his chance well, well, you know, fair play. But um, you know, going coming off the six-nil defeat to Brighton Wolves, we really had to start well and get that opening goal. And we weren't we you know, as soon as they score, the whole momentum of the the script flips and they're up and about, you know, we and we're the ones that are Doing the soul searching, really?
1: No, exactly that. And I was, I was really annoyed with the goal, as you, as I think as every Villa fan is, because for some reason, all the attention was on Craig Dawson. Yeah, he's a general yeah. threat, but you can't leave a bloke that's six foot whatever on Jacob mm. Ramsey and leave him for an open header. Pretty much, the header looks a lot better coming off the crossbar. It was a great header. Goes in. Martin has no chance. But I don't know. It just it really frustrated me because it was all like. If we stopped Dawson, they got nothing. That's kind of what the vibe I kind of got. Yeah. Um, And then they just have a bloke standing in the middle of the box and headers it in,
0: really. Absolutely. And I guess um, the other thing that really annoyed me was the uh, penalty shout um, early in the first half. Um, I think I can see both arguments, why it's a penalty and why it's not a penalty. The argument for why it's not is because it does deflect – of I think Moreno and then onto his hand. Um, I get that. But the other part of it I would say is if it doesn't hit the hand there, it goes straight to Jacob Ramsey who's standing six yards out in front of goal. So um, I'm not really sure which one trumps the other one there. You know, did it stop a goal scoring chance? I think it did. Did it, was it a deflection? Yes. So um you know, I guess once it's not given on field, it's not going to be overturned. But you know, I've seen them given. That's the you know, so it, it's it continues to uh, confuse and frustrate the handball decision.
1: Well, I was just about to say, if it was given on field, it's a penalty. You know, fair enough. Uh, wasn't given. I didn't think it was ever going to be overturned, seeing there was the no. As soon as I saw the deflection, I thought no chance. get on with the game because that's kind of see how the rule is. Um I actually didn't see Jacob Renzi open, so I don't know if it would have actually got there or not. But I, I wasn't really thinking about that at the time. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's one of those things. It wasn't—it's not—it wasn't our day. Let's be honest with you; like, it really wasn't our day. The boys send a little bit flat and roll on Spurs. So it's a massive, massive game.
0: It is a huge game, and um, and we can still catch them. That's that's what we need to focus on. Look, I'm looking at the table right here now. Um, you know, Tottenham are on 35 played. Um, and um, 57 points with a goal difference of seven. Brighton, 33, played two games in hand uh, with 55 points and a a goal difference of 18, which we're not catching. And we are on 35, played 54 points with a goal difference of three. So if we beat Tottenham on the weekend, we go level on them on points. And if we could get a 2-0 win, a 3-0 win, it would be, it would come back to pretty much even on goal goal difference as well so we might even go ahead of them let's say we win let's say we win 2-0 right it's going to be pretty even going into these last few games yes they've got some winnable games we've probably got the tougher run in because we've got liverpool and brighton as well but you know we while it's still there um and a possibility we've got to keep going for it because like you said like you know everton beating brighton 5-1 last night i mean th- these these results can happen so we've got to keep pushing and I hope Villa Park are really positive and we're really, really up for it. Um, you know, on Saturday.
1: Oh, they will be, Scott. They absolutely will be. Villa Park has been rocking for the last part of this season. I don't see a reason why it wouldn't be. Um, it's a massive, massive game. Three cup finals, I guess you could say. Like I don't I don't remember it ever being a season, maybe since we're in the championship, where these last three games really do mean something. Yeah. So I think the season we actually got promoted. I think we couldn't even get any higher than I think we were fifth. We finished fifth. I think we couldn't get any higher than than fourth, and we couldn't go any lower than we couldn't go at the playoffs. We were either going to play West Brom or West Brom. Didn't really matter. So going into these fixtures, it's well, the, there like, was of
0: course the 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 um, season we stayed up on the last that's last I'm day. Saying. So yeah. that that meant quite a bit. But but in I know what you mean. What, in, term, in terms yeah, of in, something positive.
1: Yeah. 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 In, Staying up is positive, but
0: yeah, but know. and up the right, right end of the table. Yeah, it's been yeah. a long, long time. I mean, we haven't qualified for Europe since the Mano Neal days, so yeah, I think what well, 2010 was our last European campaign, and we lost to Rapid Vienna,
1: and that's yep. when we had like Barry Bannon and Kieran Clark and all those young boys at the time playing for us. that was kind of a little bit different.
0: Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. got to say,
1: one positive, Scott, coming out of the game was our bench. Yes, uh, the depth we've now got, Kamara's back. You know Bailey, Coutinho, Cashy should be back for the Spurs game.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, instead of having two keepers on the bench, we've actually got players that can make an impact. I actually thought Coutinho would come on. I thought he'd be yeah. someone that, that would actually make a difference. Uh,
0: especially I, I, especially with Buendia not having the best game. Um yeah, well, I thought he was one of our
1: positive sparks, to be honest. But
0: well, I think I think he was and he wasn't. Like he kind of like he, I think he's been going through this for a few weeks. Um, we've we've talked about it before. Like. The things he tries and the positions he gets in, like, are all very positive. And like, I think overall he is making an impact. It's just that that final pass or that bit of quality is just not really happening for him.
1: That's why I would have dragged it for Coutinho because as much as I love John Duran, I think he offers a fair bit potentially in the future. I don't think mm. he's quite up for it now. Mm. I really don't think he's quite up for it. And as I said, he's got the ceiling's quite high for him, and you can see it's there. Like that goal he almost shot against Manchester City a while ago, just just proves what he's got. But I think someone like Coutinho, a little bit more experienced, a little more calm on the ball, has that pass, has that clinical finish in him as well, would be more beneficial at that time of the game.
0: that's it. For this particular game against Wolves, um, we had a lot of the ball. We were creating the chances. They were sitting deep. It really needed someone like a Coutinho to come in and start unlocking the door um start trying to feed Ollie trying to um you know Duran I think if we were playing you know a Man City or someone like that where we could maybe get him on the break might have exactly. been a you know that he he might have been better for a game like that but for this particular game I was um I was uh shocked that Coutinho and Kamara to be honest I thought Kamara might come Kamara on Kamara came on
1: didn't
0: he Did he? I can't maybe remember Maybe
1: late I'm pretty sure he came on really late Okay again I don't, I, I
0: Kamara well, Diego for... Carlos came on, and I thought for his sort of brief 15 minutes or so... He it was, was good. He was very Kamara, good.
1: Kamara came on at the 60... Oh, sorry. Carlos came on at the 65th. Yes. Kamara came on in the 86th. Right. That's not enough time no. for Kamara to do what he does. He is a great player, but he needed the same time as Diego Carlos, for example, just yeah. to be able to, to get into the game and to be able to pinpoint those passes that he is really good at. Giving him someone
0: four... Well, that's it. Like I mean, you can points. put... You could... uh you could have brought Buendia off and brought on Kamara and pushed McGinner forward or something yeah, like that, you yeah. know. Um, there was, you know, yeah. So I was a bit a bit uh, shocked that Unai Emery didn't make more changes earlier because it seemed like the kind of game where uh, we needed something. We needed a spark. And, they were
1: leggy though. You could say the boys were leggy. Yeah. You know, it was neat. And it was it interesting
0: that um, when Carlos came on, it was for Ashley Young and then the concert went right back. Yeah, would that be something that could be an option going? I know, I, I, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't feel that confident against a speedy winger if if Consell was right back, but, um,
1: I, I just think it was giving an option for Moreno at the time to keep pushing up, and us still have three centre backs. Yeah, because didn't get quite high up, but I also think Ashley Young's played. He would have had to have played what 15 games in a row now. Yeah he would be cooked. Like, he'd be absolutely fried. Um, And with Cashier coming back, I think it's a good trying to give him a bit of a break. But I also think it was what was needed for the team because, obviously, we, we didn't want to be caught out, having both fullbacks going up the pitch and leaving two centre-backs, where I think bringing on concert, yeah, he was playing out right when we were, like, defending. Mm-hmm. When we were attacking, I believe they went to, like, a back three sort of situation. So I think it just yeah. gave us an extra player going forward, but also helped us defensively as well.
0: Yeah, and I would be... um. I'd be for Diego Carlos starting these last three games. Um, You know, why not? I think that um, we probably do need to freshen it up a little bit. And, um, you know, he's a, he was one of our big signings in the summer and he sat on the bench for nine games. I think it was before he came on, on the weekend. So he's certainly well and truly back. Like, um, you know, he's it's, we've taken, we've taken our time with him. We haven't rushed him back. And, um, You know, I think, you know, he is one of our best two centre-backs. It's just, what do you do there? Do you drop concert? Do you drop Ming? I think it's probably going to be Konza, but... I think it's just stiff
1: to drop him at the moment. That's the thing, Scott. I don't think it's fair Mm. to drop either of them because they've both been sensational.
0: Mm. You know,
1: that that, that, that doesn't sit right with me personally because I think they've earned the shirt. I really do.
0: I know, but it's been two losses in a row. Um, I guess... You know, if I guess you know, these last three games are a bit of a free, free hit as well. Like, you know, I think he needs to get some minutes. So, I mean, maybe just bring him on in on the hour mark again. Um, that that could work, but um, you know, we're up against you know, Sun and Kane on the weekend. So, you know, it's not going to be an, an easy match by any means. I know Spurs have been struggling this season by their standards and um. Yeah, there's, uh, I, I think we can beat them. I think if we if we go out there and play our, our best football, we can definitely beat them. Um, another one that came off the bench was Leon Bailey. Uh, what did you think about him? Because Traore, I thought, really struggled in the first half, got dragged. Um, Bailey came on. Um, and who do you think is our best option on that left? Do you think it is Bailey or um, do you think – we need someone new in the summer. What what are your feelings?
1: Um, well, I still back Lee on Bailey and I think his best is 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 unbelievable. I really do. But I think I think I said this when we were talking about Troy Ray starting. Him and Bailey are exactly the same player. They're a left footed right winger that doesn't have a right foot. Mm. Bailey's got a bit of extra pace and maybe a little yeah. more more dribbling ability. Troy Ray seems to be a little bit more technical. Yeah. Um so if you want more pace, you're gonna have go a Bailey, but it depends how you want to play. Cause I kind of think is a better like right midfielder, where I think Bailey's a better right wingerslash like second striker.
0: Yeah, I think in the Premier League, the the extra pace of Bailey is definitely more 100%. dangerous. Um yeah, yeah, Traore, you know, he's he's good technically, like you said. He's got a good touch. He can, you know, he's got a good shot, but
1: Mm. I'd I back Bailey, honestly, yeah. do. Like, we've seen glimpses of how good he can be this season, and he almost stayed fit throughout the whole year, which for him would probably be a very big deal. I think this would be, look, he just hasn't been consistently in front of goal. He hasn't scored a goal away from home. I think he's he got five or six goals this season, mm. all at Villa Park, all probably within the first 15 minutes of the games. But if he starts hot, he's, he's unbelievable, and he really is. And I was so excited when we signed him, mainly because how good he is on FIFA, but, you know, when you watch his highlight reels and stuff, you know, you see how good he can be. Um, oh, yeah. to be honest, if he if someone made a highlight reel for his time at Villa, it would actually be a good highlight reel because he's had some good moments. But it's about he putting it together for 90 minutes.
0: He has he got some big goals, but you know, he is he is polarizing in the fan base. You know, Villa Twitter, you know, doesn't miss a miss a chance to it's dig him out. Villa Twitter's uh, <laughs> not a safe
1: place for anyone, Scott. You can, you could be playing unbelievable. I'm, like for example, Tommy at the start of the year calling out Watkins. before he even played a bloody game. Now he's scored fourteen goals. I know he hasn't scored in recent weeks, but it's a dangerous place. No one's. I know it. some
0: people are even turning on it. You um, know, Emery, and you're just saying, <laughs> "Come on, like, well, what what is actually going on here?" But um, look, let's look forward to the Spurs game. Um, do you see uh, any changes, um, or do we stick with the same eleven? Do I see any changes or I want any changes? Well, both. What do you What do you want to see?
1: Kamara in for, yep. uh, I don't know, Traore.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'd
1: love to see Catenio in for Wendia. I would really like to see that and push McGinn up a little bit higher on the right hand side, where I think he's actually had a very good season. Yeah, on the left and then Catenio and and Watkins up front. I think that'd be great. I don't think Cash would be ready yet, so I think it'd be Ashley Young again. Yep. I don't think Carlos will come in, but I think he'll probably get some time off the bench. Maybe Maddie Cash as well. Um, Moreno obviously keeps his spot and Olsen in goal because why not? No, I'm joking. Obviously, Martinez stays in goal. I was going to say,
0: gee whiz. <laughs> uh, I was going, what's wrong with Emmy?
1: No, um, so yeah, I'll that's it. How- do, do you remember the last time we beat Tottenham at Villa Park? Because I don't remember the last time. We haven't mm. been at Villa Park since we've been promoted. I don't know that much.
0: Mm, it was the first bro, it oh, has at the been game.
1: a while. I was yeah. at the game and we lost 3-2. Son scored in the last minute. Mm. In the lockdown season, we lost 2-1. Uh, I think it was, or 2-0 sorry, at Villa Park. And then we lost 4-0 at Villa Park last season. So we haven't... I don't think we've beaten them since we've been promoted. And it would have been a while since we've actually beaten them because I think the season we went down, Harry Kane was bursting onto the scene. He scored those two late goals and we lost 2-0 or something.
0: Mm. But someone in the comments... I don't, let us I don't know. remember. Yeah, I've I, I got, got no idea. Well, let's make it. You know, this weekend. Uh, let's do it. What awesome. are your predictions? Um, at home with the crowd
1: behind us, I'm gonna go two 0 Villa. Goal scorers: Coutinho and Diego Carlos.
0: Mm. <laughs> wow! All right, <laughs> I'll say um, I'll say one nil, and I'll say a late goal from Leon Bailey off the bench. Why not? Um, and um, yeah, um, hopefully we can get the three points. Um, thank you so much for all your uh, support, all your uh, likes, all your views, all your comments. It's been fantastic. Got some um, uh, some interesting new and fun news coming up in the next few pods. So stay, stay on us, stay, stay, stay viewing, stay watching. The subscribers and, uh, are climbing,
1: Scott. They're, they're they climbing. Well, we're nearly six hundred. So hit that subscribe button. That's let's it. Let's get it. us.
0: Let's get us up to a thousand, maybe, by the start of next season. That would be um, something special. But um, you guys have all been great, and um, yeah, let us know um, if you think we can still make Europe. Is the dream alive? Because that's the big question. Can we get sneak sneak into seventh and get that Europa Conference uh, position? Uh, let us know, and um, we will be back after the Tottenham game. So up the Villa.